0: Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord. God, we bless you. We thank you, Father God, that you have allowed us, Father God, your, your chosen people to come this morning, Lord, and just learn more of you, Father God. So Father, we surrender our hearts, our minds, and our souls right now, Lord. Father God, I ask that you give me clarity of speech, Lord, that you pour into me, Father God, all that you want released this morning, God. And Father God, we pray, Lord, that it will embed our hearts, God, that it just won't be words, that it just won't be a sermon, that it just won't be another talk, God. But God, that it will penetrate our hearts and we will begin to understand what we need to do and who we need to become as Christians, God. Father God, teach us to be obedient to your word. Father God, let the Holy Spirit minister this morning. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen, 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 amen. So I just wanna thank everyone who has continually kept me in prayer I tried to wear some heels this morning and my knee said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, amen. Uh, but uh, my, my healing is, is continuing, amen. I'm not at full, I can't bend, you know, I'm not at full release. I would have been up here with, these, with, these, uh, with the choir, amen. I was a little jealous. But <laughs> As my knee heals, maybe I'll be able to, to uh, get up here. But I would have been trying to dance and that would have that not been pretty for my knee tonight, amen. But um, thank you for your continual prayers over me and the family. Uh, last week, our, my eldest was here. We had a great time, me and the kids had a great time. So we just thank you for your continued prayers as we heal, amen? And just continue to pray for our land and our, our congregants because we're all going, you know, all going through some difficult times. Um, but we know that God is, amen? And we know that he will see us all through. So I'm going to pick up where I left off last week and I want to thank Dr. Hop for that word last week, amen? <laughs> Amen. Your Joshua wears a dress. Hallelujah. She's trying to wear heels, but not yet. Amen. (laughs) I'll wait for the total healing to come before I do that. But thank you so much for that timely word, for that prophetic word. Uh, It just agrees with my spirit of what God is going to do in this house and do for us. It's just not about restoration. That word was for us as the body of Christ and as those who are of the household of restoration. So uh, we're going to continue in Joshua. I know some of y'all are like, oh my goodness, are we ever going to get out of Joshua? We will get out of Joshua when the Lord says it's time to move on, amen? Because there are just such rich, 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 rich concepts and such a rich story that we can all apply to our lives. We can all grab a hold of it and say, you know what, that's me. That's me. Or we can pull something out of it. So last uh, couple weeks ago, I spoke about uh, the taking down of the walls of Jericho, amen? And how we needed to do something different and how uh, God has spoken to Joshua and told Joshua, gave Joshua specific details about conquering Jericho and how him and his men went over and, and they conquered Jericho. The walls fell down as they marched around seven times and, and, and the ram horns and the Ark of the Covenant, they followed what the, Lord, uh, the Lord's instructions in detail, amen? And a great victory was, was taken. They overcame Jericho, they plundered, they killed everyone off and they took over and that's what God had said. God had promised them that, the land of Canaan was theirs, that he had promised them. And so we had to go into all of these fortified cities and reclaim. So it wasn't just like, for us, it wasn't just like, oh, all of Aurora is yours, but Denver, Littleton, Montbell, everything God has promised, it says I want you to spread out, amen, that we are conquerors, that we are to to, to do the land. And so we get to the passage today. We're in Joshua 7, um, and we're going to see where... uh, Someone in the camp dishonored the Lord. Someone in the camp got a little haughty. Someone in the camp ruined it for everybody. Someone in the camp brought shame on the Lord because they did not follow the directions. They knew what the directions were, amen, just like we do. We know what God says to do and not to do. You know, as a parent, you're, you teach your child, the stove is hot, don't touch it. You teach your child, look both ways before you cross the street. They knew the order of the Lord. They had been circumcised. They had been consecrated. They had they had um, um, had the Passover, they had done everything, so their hearts were ready, but as they got over into uh, Jericho, something went awry, awry. so we're going to start talking about that, so we're going to be in Joshua 7, and uh, the big idea this morning is to stop dishonoring the devoted things, amen, stop dishonoring the devoted things, and we're going to talk in detail about that. So because the Israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things, the presence of God was not with them when they attacked the city of Ai. So they had victory in Jericho, but they were defeated in Ai. So whenever we are unfaithful and dishonor those things, God commanded us not to touch. We risk the presence of God, (coughs) excuse me, we risk the presence of God and not being with, those, being with us in our daily lives. Mm. I got a tickle in my throat, I'm sorry. <coughs> so as we look at uh, <coughs> chapter seven, we see that we, re- we already know the background of what had happened. <coughs> Can I get along? With you? Of what had occurred. <coughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> all right, let me get this together. <coughs> hey Amen. Just got this little tickle back in the back of my throat. <coughs> hey Amen. So, Okay, all right. It's rolling down, amen. (laughs) So, when we look at our situation today, we look at the present situation of our world, we look at the present situation of Restoration Christian Fellowship, the same thing God had done for the Israelites, He's, he's, he's still repeating it, he's doing it today, And so, you know, here we sit in a building, amen, that was literally given to us. We sit on land that was given to us. We sit on a promise of God this morning. And God is asking us not to touch the devoted things, to follow his ordinance, to follow his his ways, and to be obedient in it. Everything that we need, everything that you need, every breakthrough that you need, every victory that you've been praying for is here. It is here. It is in the presence of God. It is, it is that place that God is trying to get us to. It is that awakening that God is shaking us. <coughs> I am so sorry. <coughs> but at the same time, <coughs> can someone get me some warm water, please? <coughs> at the same time, our disobedience keeps us From doing all that God has called us to be and become. Disobedience is what blocks us from the presence of God. Because God's presence is with us. God is always with us. But when we are disobedient, God says, I can't can't do nothing about, I can't do nothing if you if you're not preparing yourselves. Amen. Let me just. Oh, thank you. I am so sorry. This is terrible. (laughs) Um, And so uh, as they were, they came back and they were celebrating what they had done. They were like, hey, we did that. You know, we took down Jericho. They were excited. (coughs) They had seen the move of God firsthand. They had touched them, Not that they hadn't before, but they had collectively seen the victorious move of God as they took down Jericho. And so as we as we continue on on our journey, we want to we want to be able to give God praises. Amen. Give God glory and give God honor for what <coughs> he is about to do in this place. <coughs> <coughs> oh, this is terrible. Okay. Father, I just ask that you just remove this tickle. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So one of the things we need to do is we need to maintain a consecrated status in our lives. Amen? Every morning when you get up, you need to be consecrating yourselves before the Lord through prayer, through worship, through whatever whatever you need, whatever tool necessary. If it's reading your Bible, if it's putting on some worship music, whatever you are doing, you have to consecrate yourselves. We have to maintain it because the minute we don't, is the minute that the enemy slides in. It's the minute that the enemy decides that he's going to put other things in your head or make you reason and and try to do something different. So this is where we're at this morning. So if you would just uh, turn with me to uh, Joshua 6, chapter 17 and 19. I don't know if they can get that on the screen for you. But if they could, it would be good, so... (laughs) So now we see this defeat at the, bat, the Battle of, of Jericho. We see where they marched around, where they did all that God called to do and they, and they have victory. So in chapter seven, we see uh, Israel once again is getting ready to go in and take another territory, take another community, take another uh, 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 place, okay? They were going throughout these these ancient old cities and they were overcoming them and taking them and getting back what God had called, gave them and promised them. So in chapter 7, it reads, verses 1 through 5, But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things, for Achan, the son of Camre, son of Zabbi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-haven, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. And the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not have all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. So about three thousand men went up there, went there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of their men and chased them down before the the gate as far as Shebrim and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. So here we have a totally different scenario. We have these men, valid valid, uh, soldiers who had just took Jericho down, just took Jericho down, but in the midst of it, they were not aware that someone had broken covenant, that someone had gone in and touched devoted things. Someone had gone in and taken the devoted things from God, of God. And so they were, they were preparing for the next victory, and they had gotten into themselves. They, they weren't even uh, praying to God about taking Ai. If you read carefully, you'll see that, they, that Joshua did the same thing. He said, go out and spy the land. And they come back with a report that says, uh, we, don't need, we don't all need to go up there. We got this. This is a small little providence. We're got, we, we can handle it. And so there was no, uh, there was no uh, consecration before they went. There was uh, no prayer before they went. They just went on their own strength. And how many times have we as people just, you know, oh, I got this. You know, I, I really don't need, I, I, I can handle this. And we go out on our own strength and we do things. And then it just absolutely falls apart. Things go awry, and we're wondering, well, God, why weren't you with me? And it's because we were not living a daily life of consecration, amen? We were not following the, the precepts of the Lord. And so as they get there, um, they are they're, they're ran off. They're literally like, the, the, the men of AI was like, I know you didn't. I know y'all aren't trying to roll up on us. And so they got defeated. They were totally defeated. And um, so I just want you to know that, you know, don't fool yourself into thinking, that God is with you when he is not. And a lot of times, you know, we, we think that, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm, the Lord loves me, I'm a worshiper, I'm this, I'm that. And we begin to puff ourselves out thinking that, you know, we can turn the, <coughs> we can turn the spirit of God on and off. And so we just feel like, you know, oh, God's with me, I'm a Christian, I, you know, I do. I, God will always be with me. Yes, he will always be with you, but does he have your heart? Does he have your attention? Are you filtering everything you do through him? And that's from, from your daily walk, from your, from your daily lifestyle. Are you filtering it through the heart of God? Because the moment you stop, the moment you slip up, that's when the enemy is going to come in. So they were, um, they were t- totally defeated, totally annihilated. Um, and one of them came back with some of the devoted things. So they were over there in the camp where God had told them, don't touch nothing, uh, don't take anything bring Rahab and her family out because she assisted us and bring all the silver and the gold and the treasures and put it in my storehouse. That's what God asked them to do. So before they went in, they understood, but um, one of them took some of the devoted things and that was Achan. Achan got in there and I guess he went into, I don't know where he was, he was in the palace or whatever, but he saw a, a robe that was blinging and he was like, oh man, look at this robe, look at this garment, this is gorgeous. You know, this, this is fly. I'm going to look good in this. So he takes it, and he takes silver, and he takes gold, and he um, takes it back, and he hides it in his tent. He buries it in his tent. Now, you have to understand that Aiken's family knew because just like this family that we just, we just dedicated, they, all, they were a community. They were all together. They were all in one big tent. And so the family members knew what it went down. Some of them might have even assisted Aiken in taking some of the things, I'm pretty sure, because how could he carry all that you know, by himself? Um, and so they had buried it in the, in the um, tent, those things that were slated for the temple, those things that God had told them not to touch. Stop dishonoring the devoted things. Now why would he do this? Why would he bring, uh, be so disobedient in what God had told them to do? And why would he take those things? And it is because of, it really is because of lack of faith. It's be, Because maybe he wanted to self-promote. Maybe he was a you know like, okay, so we're over here now and I want some for my own. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm taking care of me. We do it every single day. We do the same thing every single day. So don't act like, you know, oh, I never touch the devoted things, you know. I'm I'm holy. My life is totally surrendered to God. Some of us in here have already touched the devoted things, dishonored the devoted things. If you are not tithing and giving of your offering, which is a devoted thing, amen. God said, "Give me the tenth. Give me the first fruits of your labor." And when you don't do that, guess what? You're messing with the devoted things, amen. So many ways we mess with the devoted things on a on a daily basis. You might go to work and cheat on your time. You might go to work and uh, uh, have communication with a coworker that is um not of God. You might go to work and and not even really do your job. You know, you're sitting there, you're on Facebook, you're on social media, you're doing things. And God is saying, when you have honored and you, and when you have honored things and when you have signed contracts to do things for, whether it's for the work of the Lord or for the work of the people, you do not touch that. You do not dishonor it. And so here we are in, in this in 2021. And I just want you to know, we, 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 we touch um, dishonor of devoted things on a daily basis. When we don't do the things that God has called us to do, when God awakes you in the middle of the night with that sweet whisper and says, I want to talk to you, I want to speak to you, and you decide, you know, I'm just going to roll over on this pillow because this pillow feels good, you miss out on the things that God wants you to do because God is actually trying to help you. You know, he sees before we even walk out the door the things that we need to do, the things that are coming forth for us. He's helping us see what's coming our way. But oftentimes, we just, we just get into our own flesh. And so, you know, a lot of things we need to do, and, and, and really is, it's, it's in our mind, it's in our, it's in our thoughts, it's in our hearts, is that we've got to change those patterns. Amen? We've got to change those ways because God is about to do something in this world. God is about to, to prove himself in such a powerful, powerful way. And so as a body of believers, as family uh, members, as as family, clans, and members, we don't wanna be the one that stops the blessing, amen? We wanna be the one that <clears throat> goes forth and goes, goes with, with a force and says, you know, I trust in God, I will do everything I need to do. One of the reasons they did not defeat Ai is because they didn't bring the Ark of the Covenant with them. they didn't pray, they didn't consecrate themselves, they went on their own strength. So we've got to understand that there is power in the name of Jesus, amen? That there is healing in the name of everything we need is in his name. So whatever obstacle, whatever situation you find yourself in this morning, make sure that you keep your eyes on the covenant. Amen. Make sure you keep your eyes on God and just give it to him. Don't try and figure it out for yourself. <clears throat> Many times in my life, I have just, just decided, you know, oh, I can figure this out. I can do this. I got this. And it just comes to it just gets so messy and so muddled. And we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we are devoted to the things of God and that we are honoring the things of God. So (coughs) Achan's involvement (coughs) with the devoted things, like I said, it affected the entire Israelite community. Can you imagine how disheartened they were, how how painful it was for them um, when they knew the word of God? And, you know, just like when you're with your family or friends or something and someone cheats you, someone takes away something from you, You know how disheartened you get and how that just, you know, I'm never speaking to you again. I'm done with you. God is saying that it just has such a long effect in life. I remember as a child, this is a funny story, but it's true. You know, I'm very transparent. So as a child, my dad's pockets were always loaded. Always loaded with cash. I mean, seriously. I don't know why he, you know, he just always had money. And so, um, when he would fall asleep, there, it wasn't just me. I just found out my sister used to do it, too. So when he was asleep, I would sneak into his room and take money. I mean, like, you know, not like a $2, $3. I mean, I'm like, I'm taking money, money, like 20 50 whatever. And, uh, and then he had, you guys remember those round cor- cor- crown royal bags, those little purple gold bags? He had just tons of them just filled with quarters, filled with quarters. <laughs> And we would go, I would go in there, I'm just, let me make it personal, and I would go in there and I would just take money. I mean, I never hurt for money. And I had a job in high school, but I didn't want to spend my money. I wanted to spend his money. And so I did that for years, just like, you know, he was just my piggy bank. And so I don't know if he ever knew it or not, but um, as I grew older, that thing just followed me. And when I, when me and Pastor, (laughs) uh, Pastor just never, ever checked his bank account never checked his bank account. And this just shows you, like, once you get into something, how it will just continue with you. So up until just a few months ago, I would go into his account and just transfer money. He would just never figure it out. And, you know, me being a banker, I know every dime that comes through my account. And sometimes, you know, I say, oh, I need, you know, can you give me some money or something? If he say no, I'd be like, that's okay. I got you, that's okay. (laughs) And so I was transferring money, big dollars, like, and he just never figured it out. But about, I think about last, just, just before he passed, I guess, you know, I just I knew the exact date of transfer. I knew, you know, he ain't gonna really look at his account yet. Da-da-da-da. And he caught me, busted me, I mean, just totally out. And he went back through the years. <laughs> he went back and he was like, girl, have what are you transferring all this money for? It was like thousands of dollars by then. And I was just like, I and I just sat there and just lied, I was just like, uh. Huh? I don't know. I don't remember. But it just goes to show, you know, that once, you know, you allow yourself to to delve into sin, it will stay with you. It will transfer on to you. And so we have to be careful about how and what we do, how we act in front of our children. So Eddie, when he was a teenager, I kept seeing these withdrawals on my account, and I'm like, what is this? I thought maybe Pastor was buying something. Didn't know what it was. And then one night I was looking at my account, and I'm like, there's that same account. I asked the Pastor, "What is this?" He said, "I don't know." I said, "Okay, let me call the 800 number." Eddie was buying games on the internet with my card, and was next day shipping them. You know, and I was just furious, like, you know. So and, and so he got the whipping of his life and everything. So he got through that. It, I think that nipped the bud for everyone. But it just goes to show you that you know, disobedience might start off small. You know, it probably just started off with a couple of dollars with my dad. And then I just got bolder and bolder and bolder and bolder with it, and it just became a habit of mine. Like, y'all want to go to the, y'all want pizza? Oh, I got you. You know, whatever, anybody needed, I had them, because I was, you know, I was going into that. But it just goes to show you just how easily sin can beset us, and just how we have to be careful of touching things that don't belong to us. And this is the same thing that they were dealing with: is the fact that someone saw something and begin to lust after it, begin to want it, begin to, to you know, uh, figure out a way that they could get it into their camp. And so this is what happened. So this affected the entire clan. Um, Achan's father is Camry, who is the fourth son of Reuben. Camry's father is Zimri, who is the grandson of Judah. Zimri's father is Zerah, who is the son of Judah and Tamar. And this thing affected the entire family. So when we are when we are um, dishonoring the the things, it's just not us that we get in trouble, but it affects our generations, it affects our, our 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 lifestyle, it affects everyone. So don't fool yourself into thinking that God is with you when He's not uh, because of your because of your um, wages. So of your ways, the Israelites had just experienced that victory, and now we have this tragedy happening. Um, So we have to stop dishonoring the devoted things. Uh, The people's heart had melted and um, they were just wondering, oh my goodness, what will we do? Will we, you know, will we be able to ever take AI? Will we be able to move forth in ministry? Will we be able to to do uh, the things that God has called us to do? So when God um, doesn't show up on our behalf, we need to take time to find out where he is, amen? Um, This is exactly what Joshua did. He went before the Lord, I mean, he fell before the Lord in grief, in misery, and just thinking to himself, "Oh my gosh, you know, you've crossed, we've crossed over the Canaan, We've done all that you told us to do. Are you going to bring us over here now? And we just we're defeated. We're we're ruined. You know, we're not going to be doing the things of God. And when I think about that, I think about you know the promises that God has made this ministry. You know, and we had a great tragedy in the loss of our pastor. But it's it's God is still there with us. Amen." Many people may have left, I don't know, because of COVID or whatever, but God is saying that I am with you. And as soon as he consecrated himself again, the presence of the Lord returned. Amen? So I'm telling you that we have to resume our position of of consecration, our position of worship, our position of loving God in all that we do so that we can be more than conquerors. Amen? In our lives, in in the things that God has called us to do, to be, and become. And so uh, Joshua fell into prayer, prayer with the Lord um, and he began to ask God to, you know, what, what, ha, what, what do I need to do? What do we need to do as a people? And so whatever, whenever we take the time to seek God, rest assured, he will make himself known to us. So the Spirit of God, the Lord ministers to Joshua <coughs> and they come back. They come back full, they come back strong, <coughs> and they come back mighty as God gave them the plan to overtake Ai. So in verses 10 to, excuse me, verses 10 and 12, the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned and they have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. And so we may think that we're getting away with it, Amen? You ever felt like you got away with a sin? Okay. <laughs> amen. Um, but God sees you. Amen? Just know that God sees you. He knew it before you even committed the sin. He gave you the opportunity to repent. <coughs> and so God sees us. And so uh, God revealed to to uh, Joshua that someone in the camp had had, had uh, taken some of the devoted things. And so if you go ahead and read on, because my throat is just ooh, so raw, I'm going gonna, gonna to have you just go ahead and read on. But God reveals to Joshua that someone had sinned in the camp. And so instead of him, he, so what he did was have them come tribe by tribe. Every tribe, every nation, everyone had to come and stand before Joshua, actually stand before the Lord, um, and they were questioned. And when they got to Achan, Achan immediately confessed. He said, uh, yeah, there was some, uh, some things that, you know, I was trying to set myself up, because I don't know what this new land is going, you know. I was just trying to abide. I was. Just do it a katani. Like, let me go and just take a little bit of this and take a little bit of that. And they begin, and, and he uh, confesses it. But tragically, see, back in the day, this is why I love the Old Testament, because back in the day when none of us be in this building, not on one of us, because God did not play. So he called the whole entire family to the front. They took the devoted things that they had stolen, put it in the treasury of God. Now, you know you know how we'd be playing with our tithes? Oh, we would just be dead. I mean, we would just be out of it. And, and um, they put it in the treasury, and then God had the entire, d- just stoned them. Just said, okay, well, we're done. We, uh, we won't have this problem again. Um, and they stoned them, and they burnt them. And, and they lost their lives because they did not keep their eye on the covenant, on, on the ark. They did not keep uh, their countenance. They did not obey the laws of God. And so they ended up li- losing everything. That family ended up losing everything. And that's what I want to say to you, church, today, is that we have really got to get a hold of our sins. We know what they are, amen? And they're, just can be, they're just so intertwined in us. They're just so, as a matter of fact, for a lot of us. And so for me, I have just really been going through these scriptures and just saying, you know, there are things that I do without even thought. I know I shouldn't be doing it, but, you know, we begin to do, it, do them out of thought. And that's because there's just... Um, not enough reverence for God. Like, we don't, we don't believe God will take us out. You know, like, if you get away with it, then you're like, let me try it again, let me try it again, and it increases and increases, and the enemy entices us more and more. But God is t- telling us today that we need to clean our hearts, amen? That we need to be cons- consciously, consciously aware of where God is about to take us, what God is about to do to us. When you turn on the news, it is just, it's just, just makes you just shake your head an unbelief of what is going on in the world. But through it all, God has his eye on us. He has his eye on you. He has his eye on me. And God is saying, you don't have to be of this world. Amen? Amen. All you need to do is stay focused on me. Continue to look to me. I am your your sustenance. I am the one that heals. So whatever you need this morning, whatever you're going through, keep your eyes on God. Amen? Don't touch the devoted things. Let this be a a teaching that tells you, you know what, God? You're right. There are things that you have called me to do, called me to become, and I just, for lack of belief, for lack of faith, I just don't see them coming into fruition. And at this period of time, God is saying that it is about to come into fruition. Amen? Those heart desires, those things you want, those things like, the Israelites had to conquer. It wasn't like God just handed them the land. God led them into the land. God gave them instructions on how to overcome it. God is giving you instructions this morning on how to overcome your issues, how to overcome those those, uh, things that you just have been, you know, for years battling, for years dealing with. God will help you to overcome them, but you have to do it through the consecration of your heart, Amen? amen? Knowing that God loves you, knowing that God cares, God is telling us today, just allow me to speak to your heart. Allow me to minister to you. Allow me to show you a better way. Allow me to show you yourself. And so throughout this week, I've just been praying to the Lord. Like, y'all know I, I could complain if I wanted to about, you know, pastor's death and about all the things that have happened. And I find myself getting sometimes into this woe is me, getting depressed and, you know, just wondering, God, you know, what am I supposed to do with all of this? How am I supposed to carry all of this? And the Lord just begins to speak to my heart. And he begins to tell me who I am in Christ. Who you are in Christ, amen? He begins to tell me that everything that I have done is for a purpose and for a reason. So this morning, I want you all to know that the things in life, the trials and tribulations that you're going through, don't, don't get so caught up in them. But just ask God, God, reveal it to me. Why? Why? Why would, you, why would you do this? Why, why would you do that? You know, what, what's going on? And begin to look at the interpersonal uh, traits of your heart, and God will begin to clean those things out. God will begin to tell you things. God will begin to whisper in your, e- whisper in your ears what he is about to do and what he is doing and why you are in the situation that you are in. And, and it's, it's, it's a very corrective uh, conversation between me and God right now, but it's a very necessary conversation because I could just sit back and just you know roll over and just say, you know what, whatever, I'm, I'm good, I'm done, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to be with my husband, I, I, I'm done. And, uh, but God is saying, no, 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 uh-uh. I have, I have called you, and he's called each and every one of us for a purpose and for a plan, and so I have to get up and I have to just keep pushing forward, pushing forward and saying, God, I just surrender. You know Forgive me for my thoughts, forgive me, Lord, you know, every morning for the last couple of weeks, I have literally been arguing with pastor. I mean, like, seriously arguing. And I'm like, the Lord told me one day, why are you arguing with a dead man? I mean, you're crazy for real. Just arguing over things like, this is not done. I got to, you know, my deck is a mess. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, cars and all the, you know, just, just man stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do all this man stuff. Why, God, why? And I'm just like, why didn't you take care of this? I told you to take care of this and just arguing and arguing. And the Lord told me, he said, you know what? Please stop, you know, you're never gonna win that argument, Katani. You know, Pastor used to always say, I'm an arguer. Um, and I just began to just think like, you know, that is kind of crazy. And you know, and I would get jealous, like, oh, he's up in heaven, <laughs> what you doing today? Well, I'm out here, you know, trying to make, doing the, the, the earthly grind, you in heaven, kick back, you know, whatever they do in heaven. And I even went and read all about eschatology I just wanted to know, what is he doing? Where is he at? Does he know I'm angry? Does he know I'm hurt? Does he see me? And God said, I see you. I know you're in pain. I know you're hurting. But baby, I got you. And I want you to know that God has got us. God has each and every one of us. We will never understand some of the things that we've been through in life. Even when I asked God to explain it, He says, "Uh, you would drop dead if I explained it to you because our minds are not able to even fathom the things of God. And God is saying, the things that I want to do to you, I can't give you the details of it because you'll mess it up. Because you won't believe or You'll be too scared to move. And God is saying, just take it step by step by step. Consecrate yourselves, amen? Get into my presence. Worship me. I am a light into your feet, a lamp into your path. I will lead you. And so I want, to, I want all of you to know that God will lead you. Whatever your situation is, whether it's a sin situation, whether it's a heartbreak, whatever it is, God sees you. Amen? And God only wants the best for you. But like the Israelites, we have to remember to keep our eyes on the ark. Amen? To circumcise ourselves over and over again to consecrate ourselves, to do the things that God has called us to do so we can be and become all that he has for us to be. I am excited um, as I walk this thing out. I'm excited about what God is going to do. I just want the full, you know, we people, we want to know. We just, you know, walk by faith. uh Uh-uh. No, I need to see where I'm going. And God is like, you don't need to know nothing. He says, as you walk by faith, as you take each step, You will begin to see things unfold. You will begin to see victories. You will begin to see signs and wonders. And we're already experiencing the signs and wonders. We are in a jubilee, amen? And in jubilee, there is a war that is going on. There is a fight that's going on. But behind the scenes, God has it. So I just encourage you this morning to make sure that your heart is pure, amen? That you're doing the things that God has called you to do. To be and become that you are leading your family well, that you are not touching the devoted things, that you are not dishonoring the things of God, but you are daily asking God to help you through this day. Daily asking God to to walk, to step with you each and every day, and God will do all that He's called us to do. Amen. God, we will become all that God has called us to be and become. I apologize. My throat, <laughs> for, the, for the, my throat, but um, I just want to praise God this morning and hope that you have received this word. Amen, amen. Father God, we just come to you this morning, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God, <laughs> that we are in the New Testament, God, and unlike Achan, Father God, <laughs> you will not stone us. You will not take us out because you already did that for us on the cross, Lord. On Calvary, where you sent your son, Jesus, to die for our sins, God, to die for us dishonoring the devoted things, Lord, for dishonoring our spouses, for dishonoring our, our, our commitments, God, dishonoring you in our tithes and our offerings, dishonoring you in so many ways. You loved us enough to send your son, Jesus, to die on that cross for our sins. So Father God, we have got to look to the cross. And God, we thank you that there is a cross for me, God. We thank you that there's a cross for us. We thank you that your precious son shed his blood and died for the remission of our sins, Lord. Because left to our old hands, we would not be. So this morning, God, we just confess this And we just ask that you forgive us, God. For those who don't know you as that personal Lord and Savior, Father God, that they will receive you unto themselves, God. That they will become mighty men of valor, Lord. That they will accept you as your Lord and Savior. And Father God, as we walk out these times, as we walk out 2021, Father God, with all the havoc that is wreaked in our country, Lord, that if we keep our eyes on you, And we devote ourselves daily to you through our prayer, through our worship, through our study, that you've got us because our sins have already been forgiven and that we are more than conquerors, God. So we thank you for what you're about to do in this place, God. We thank you, Lord, for the love. We thank you for the trust that you put into a sinful man, God, to carry out your ways and your precepts. So we devote this to you, God. Let RCF, let your church all over the world, Father God, the houses of worship, rise in this season, God. Rise in this season so that we can find a place that people can find a place of refuge, a place where there is love, a place where there is peace, a place where there is understanding so that we can save this world and we can do the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray this morning. Amen, amen.